Welcome, everybody, to the Kingdom Builders podcast. I'm Jason, and we have some of the other KB team online with us. Will you guys say hello? Hi, I'm Christine. Hey, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Josh. And we are missing Kimberly tonight. She's off uh, hanging out with some family, but we've got everybody is everybody else here. And so we do want to take a moment and introduce some of our kingdom builders that are on the podcast with us tonight. And so just so you know, if you are a kingdom builder partner from our Patreon, well, then you get invited to be on the podcast. And I think we actually have the most kingdom builders present tonight. And so, Christine, well, I'll let you introduce who we've got tonight. Good, because these are some of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> we have Liesl on. Say hello. Hello. We have Linda on. Hi. We have Trisha on. She's giving away, but you have to be vocal on a podcast, see? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to turn my music off, probably. <laughs> uh, well, say hi, Trisha. Okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Nadia on. Hello, everybody. So excited to be here. Yay. Hi, Nadia. We have Susan on. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm and from we, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, so she's from Canada. We have... Let's see, Liesl is from the UK. Everybody else is from the United States in different parts. We also have Teresa on. Teresa, can you say hey? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right, awesome. welcome everyone. Yeah, welcome. It's so good to have everybody on and this is fun. Like I said, this is the most we've ever had on in one one episode so maybe we need to think about our time recording huh <laughs> so head on over to uh, if you're listening uh to our podcast head on over to patreon.com slash kingdom builders and you can find out more about what we do and how to partner with the ministry and uh, we appreciate the support and the partnership a huge part of what we do with kingdom builders is relationship building to build the kingdom together um, christine or uh, josh lisa is there anything else you want to add about the kingdom builders ministry i don't think so okay i did a good job then you did <laughs> great job awesome Jason. awesome excellent well christine i think you talked a little bit about this being a q a episode right uh, yeah. And by the way, we have a couple more people joining us right now. Yeah, I see that. Okay. And so, um, hello. Welcome. I see we also have Vicki on. Vicki, say hi. Hi. We have Chad on. Hello, Chad. He's getting it figured out. Hey, Chad, say hello with your vocals. We're on a podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Am I interrupting a podcast? No, you're not interrupting. You're joining it. You're joining oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Well, hi, Chad. Welcome, everyone. We're just getting started. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Jason. With what? 
Well, I thought you were in the middle of talking. But I guess- was in the middle of saying that we were doing a Q&A episode and that you were going to kick off the Q&A part. No, because we have to first do shout outs. We have a few new do you have kingdom some? builders. Yes. Oh, well, we then. have I didn't three get the, I didn't new get, kingdom builders this month. I didn't get the pre-podcast memo. And so I oh, apologize. Well, sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, this is one of our favorite parts of our podcast. Um, it's where we give a shout out to shout all out. Of our new uh, patron uh, patrons, new kingdom builders from Patreon. So go ahead, Chris. Yes. So we have Vicky who's joining us today. We have Linda who's joining us today. And we have Trisha who is joining us today. So they're actually all on the podcast too. So this is perfect. Awesome, Welcome, awesome. you guys. Thank you for joining up. We know that what the Lord is doing with us is um, is special. This isn't a top-down kind of thing. This is us aligning with what the Lord is having us do to build the kingdom together. And so as part of the kingdom builders thing, it's really just about joining hands, linking arms, and being able to go and grow in our relationship as well as our missions that we have. So, yeah, welcome. Cool. So, how about some Q&A? Anybody have any? Okay, so for those of you who are joining a little late, we're just going to say this, that we're doing some questions. If you have any questions or anything that you're like, hey, I really want to discuss this because this is what I've been experiencing in the spirit, then this is the time to do it. So, anybody have uh some bravery to go first. Liesl does. Go ahead. Unmute. <laughs> Unmute. So, um, Christine, I'm busy doing a Hebrew letter course with, um, I don't know whether you know Michelle von Staden in South Africa. Um, and just something that he said last night, um, he was encouraging us to engage with our angels because your angel carry your destiny scroll and your angel knows what's in the scroll and will help you to pray into that. So how does that look like? How do how how does one do that? Do I say okay. angel? I know his name. So do I say angel? Um, you've I honor you. I'm sorry I, I ignored you most of my life, but I now honor you. And um <laughs> and you are quite important. <laughs> and um does he how does it work? Do I pray in tongues? How how does it work? Great questions. I love it. <laughs> um I have some responses, but I see Lisa's unmuted. Lisa, do you want to respond? Uh, not yet. <laughs> no, I was unmuted, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me think on it. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, you're going to make me talk first, right? Okay. <laughs> okay, here's my experience. I'll just share that because that's all I can ever share. Um, I would say everyone has at least one angel that is assigned to help them. Some people have more than one angel. Some people have literally millions. <laughs> okay, that's real. And so uh, I'm one of those people. So 
for me, when I was first going, oh, I can engage angels my whole life. All I've been doing is asking the father to do it. Basically, I would say, father, would you send angels to protect me for this or whatever? <clears throat> really, I wasn't engaging them at all because I didn't really think about that being a possibility. When I found out it was a possibility, all of a sudden I'm like, well, I want to know my angel. So I started asking, Lord, do I have an angel? And he showed me I had two. Um, but I tried to engage them and wasn't able to. I mean, for quite a while, I would ask a lot and I'd be like, can I just meet them, please? You know, <laughs> and um, I would try and I was getting nothing. And then all of a sudden, one day he introduced me to one of my angels and I was kind of like you, like, well, what do I even say? And so I was like, hi, what's your name? And then I, I thought I heard a name, but I'm like, maybe I'm making this up. Is this really a thing? And so I heard the name Shemiel. And I just thought, okay, I don't know what that means. But, and he started telling me what he does. And he was telling me that what kind of his specialty is, is that he goes and retrieves the kind of prayers through music that everyone is praying, and not everyone, but people are praying, and brings them to the throne room. And I thought, oh, I didn't even know that that was necessary, but okay, cool. And so he showed me he was doing this, and then, and that he manifests in this realm as a um, like a beam of light. And I was like, okay, interesting. So then me being the doubter, okay, so I was a doubter a lot in the beginning of my relationship. I would be like, I might be making this up. I don't know. This is weird. And so I went to Google because apparently I think Google knows everything about spiritual things. And so anyway, I Googled Shemiel Angel and Lo and behold, there is an angel named Shemiel in Jewish mysticism. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So I read about who is Shemiel and I see it's exactly what he told me he did. And I was shocked and I was like, whoa, this is real. Oh my goodness. And so I started engaging with Shemiel and oddly what started happening to me is I started singing everything. Like anytime I was praying, anything, I just couldn't help, but it's like everything came out in a song. And it was really interesting how it's like he was rubbing off on me, I felt like, you know, on what he was doing. And uh, so anyway, we started interacting like that. And then the Lord introduced me to the other one of those angels that I was telling you about. Totally different. Um, very different angel. Didn't communicate the same way. Um I had powerful experiences with that angel. And anyway, then after that, the Lord started showing me, actually, I have thousands assigned to me. And I was like, but how am I going to know all of these? And he's like, hey, you affect thousands of people and you don't know all of them really intimately, but you can still have relationship. And so I was like, okay. And so he started showing me some different things about that and how to communicate better with angels, which I didn't really know. I was just communicating with them in English because that's what I knew to do. And he showed me that if I would pray in their tongues, that 
I guess I wouldn't say pray. It's more like communicating in their tongues um, because I'm not praying to an angel. I'm not worshiping an angel or anything like that. I'm just having a relationship. So when I'm doing that, that they respond better, just like, for instance, Liesl, your first language is Afrikaans probably. Is that true? Yeah. And so if I all of a sudden started learning Afrikaans and started speaking to you like that, it would mean so much to you. I'm sure you would be like, wow, she really cares about learning my first language. And even if I wasn't very good at it, you'd probably really feel honored that I would do that. And you'd probably understand things a little better, too, because it's just your natural thing. And so that's how it has been with um, speaking in tongues of angels, which I have found is really weird. This is me being honest about how I feel about it. Um, because when I have um, spoken, and I do this often, when I speak to them in their tongues, I sound like a goofball in the earth. Okay. So I try not to do it around people because it's a little embarrassing. But it's like I get into this really high register and I'm going, vanilla, you know, whatever it is. And it sounds so funny, but that's how they communicate. And the Lord showed me how important it is to learn their tongues. And really, there's no secret except for just asking the Lord to bring it to you. Right. I mean, I can't like, well, I probably could study it in the heavenlies, but I haven't figured that out yet. So I'm just asking him to put it in me. And so anyway, I think the most important thing is to not think of it as such a, a huge weird thing, but to think about having a relationship like you would have with me. So at first you're like, crap, what do I say to her? I don't even know. And then after a while, it's just, <laughs> you go, hey, what's going on? How's it going? You know, hey, would you mind praying for me for this? You know, you would do that with me. And that's what you should do with them. Like for me, I go, hey, what are you good at? I even have this one angel that <laughs> at first, I mean, this angel was so excited to work with me, like really giddy. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And I said, hey, can you do this? And he said, no, but I can find someone who will. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I mean, I don't know what they do and don't do. And so I just have to ask, do you do this? You know, that sort of thing. And so I would recommend just doing that and exploring who they are. Recognize that every, every angel has a different personality, just like we do. Every angel has different gifts, just like we do, different strengths. And so it's not like all of them protect. Um, some of them for me, I have like these three angels used to be four. Now I have three. I don't know why. But anyway, I have these three angels who always travel with me in my car and they do these certain things. They help me with even fixing my vehicles. And I've had them. Well, Linda knows because <laughs> I've come and taken them with me to help fix her vehicle several times. And so there are certain angels that that's just what they're really good at. And I don't have any knowledge at all about fixing cars. So for me, it's been really helpful. But that was a really long answer to that question. Does anybody else have any experience and would like to share anything about that? I have a question about what you said. Okay, I don't know who's talking, but go for it. That would be Linda. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
you were talking about uh, speaking to angels in their language. How do you do that? Well, just like I said, I feel like it's like um, any other kind of speaking in tongues for me. Anyway, I don't know certain languages. I just let Holy Spirit empower me with that language. <clears throat> and so, you know, there's no real secret except opening yourself up to that and just letting Holy Spirit flow in that. Um, and for me, it's kind of, it's one of those things that I had to let myself be comfortable with it because at first when it started happening, it kind of freaked me out. And so, <laughs> but it's kind of like that with everything with Holy Spirit with me anyway, the first time that I'm supposed to do something, it always freaks me out. And so then I get used to it after a while and it becomes normal. But yeah, I can't say there's any big secret. I wish I could tell you, hey, do this, then do this. I don't know. I just let Holy Spirit do it. All right, anybody else? I have a recent experience. Sure, go for it. I'm just learning. <laughs> really. <laughs> so I was it wasn't a specific angel, but I had two issues recently with insurance wasn't paying for one of my bills that they were I mean it was actually the clinic was supposed to cover it. And then I kept getting the bills, I kept taking them this stuff and um so I was going to need to call them again because I was getting emails from the collection agencies and stuff. So, but before I did, I decided to pray <laughs> and I decided to send angels. I was going to take it to court. And it basically I felt like I was supposed to send the angels to go and deal with whoever needed to get the job done because it wasn't getting done. And um, so I did that, then I made the call and I explained everything to them. Well, the next day I got a call saying the person who usually does it, who is a volunteer, did call and talk to the hospital and it is taken care of. And that's been about a month ago and I have not heard anything else. So I'm assuming it is taken care of. <laughs> there was another issue where um, Jeff, we got him in a helmet and it was supposed to be covered. The doctors had written the notes and, but the insurance declined it. So I went through the process of appealing it and, you know, it came down to like the last week before it was the deadline where I got something I had to do, which I did, but I also needed the medical records as to why he should, it should be covered. Well, I couldn't get a hold of the doctor the clinic that did it, I finally talked to them. I went over directly and signed the paperwork to get the records so that I could get to, to them on time. Um, found out they hadn't gone through the right channels or something. They had gotten several calls. So this is down to like two days before the deadline. And I finally get to talk to the gal that was supposed to handle that. Well, they have 30 days to do it. I'm going, okay well this has to be done by the ninth and she admitted she admitted on the phone that they got something in may but it didn't get channeled to the right place so again i said okay angels i need you to do something there again i didn't know a specific angel to, to say but i'd just been listening to justin abraham's engaging with the angels and so i was like well i need you guys to go deal with it they obviously made a mistake on the clinic's part in getting the information where they needed to to 
Anyway, probably 10 to 15 minutes later, I got a call from the gal that was in charge of that department who said, I just, I am just going to go ahead and fax them over that material right now instead of emailing it. Because she was going, well, I put a rush on it, but they've got 30 days and blah, blah, blah. But she called me, she said, I just, I just sent it to them. So it was like that. And a week later, I did get a, a thing from the insurance that they were covering the helmet. So, I mean, it is all new to me. And um, I only actually know one of my angels. And I don't know that that is his job. I don't know yet. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that that fast, <laughs> you know, I prayed before too, but it was like directing the angels specifically what you need done. Anyway, that's my <laughs> take on that right now. <laughs> that's awesome. It's amazing how when we start engaging them, how how they will do all sorts of things to help us in our mission. And so like for you, it's really important right now and maybe forever um, that you are caring for your son and making sure that he is well and safe and able to fulfill his destiny even. And so that's a big deal. And some people don't realize how much that can affect our whole lives. And so if you aren't able to do things like that, all of a sudden now you aren't able to fulfill your destiny. And so one of the things that is important is that we understand that the angels are there not to serve us exactly, but they're there to serve the Lord in helping his missions go forth in the earth. And so that's why they are assigned to us to help us, because we each have a destiny that needs to be fulfilled. And so back to Liesl, actually, it reminded me of this. I have never seen that any angel of mine is carrying my destiny scroll. It doesn't mean it's not true, just I have not experienced that. But I have asked for help in basically reading my destiny scroll because there are times when I'm like, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. What is this? And they will help in some way show me a mandate of mine or something that's on my scroll. And so, and it doesn't always come the same way, but all of a sudden I get it and I know that something's there. And so they definitely are there to help you with that too. And so I don't think you have to go, hey, can you read me my entire destiny scroll? You know, I kind of thought that's how it would be at first. And when I only got one word the first time I saw my destiny scroll, I'm like, well, great. I definitely can't handle very much right now. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking because I know the Lord only reveals to us how much we can handle at the moment. And so, um, but it was true. Actually, the one word that I got, I couldn't even handle. And so <laughs> the Lord knew exactly. And I think we have to just be open to knowing, um, seeking for sure, but also being okay with not receiving everything that we're hoping to receive because the Lord knows better than we do about it. Yeah. Cool. Any other questions or comments or any other subjects even? I just I just had a comment. Sure. I just wanted to say thank you, Christine, for being vulnerable and sharing and and even um is it Liesel? Uh -huh. Liesel, yeah, thank you for sharing that because you know we're all on a journey and um 
God's teaching me about working with my angels. And um, I, I see a little bit, um, not with my natural eyes, but in the, in the spirit. And, um, and so sometimes it's, it's quite confusing, but I just feel like, um, you know, the Lord has said just one, one step at a time and just, you know, each day, each, each, each thing that happens with us, um, you know, we just, we just do what we know and God teaches us, us a little bit more each day. So anyways, thanks for the encouragement. That's wonderful. Go ahead, Liesl. Can I just add something really cool? Um, so I know about my angels and I know the one is, um, I've got three and the one is for my protection and the other one I think is the carrier of my scroll, but I've never seen them. And so the other day I walked to the park with my dog and it's um, it's a very safe park, but lots of greenery and so on. I was walking down steps and in front of me, um, they, there was a burly looking guy. And um, I sort of thought to myself, this, the first thought was, I'm on my own. It's quite dark. And then the second thought was, hey, but I am a daughter of the kingdom and I come with my crew. And when I had that thought, I had a flash vision. As I glanced sideways, I could see, I saw a vision of my angel and he was about a foot and a half taller than I was. And he had armor on, which was a cross between um, Roman gladiator and galactic fighter. So, and he had his hand on his sword and he was walking with purpose, keeping step with me as I was walking down. And then it was gone. But that image will stay with me forever. I can describe it in the finest detail. And I know now that he is always with me, protecting me. So I don't need to see him all. I just saw him once. So I thought that was quite cool. That is awesome. I never see in great detail like that. <laughs> uh, I, I try not to get jealous of these things. <laughs> no, but really, it's awesome. I mean, especially these little things. I tell you what, I have had some, uh, some experiences similarly. Like there's an angel at the source who is just, I mean... He has my heart, I feel like. I just love him so much. And his name is Aureus. And I have only seen parts of him. And what I've seen of him is very similar to what you're talking about, actually. And it was, it's something I always remember. Even though I don't see him all the time like that, I sense him a lot. And so I'm one who I, I just kind of get this sense of things and, and knowing about things. And I can't ever explain it. It sounds silly, but that's how I communi communicate the best in the spirit. And so I will sense a lot of things that he's feeling, saying, doing, um, but I won't see. And so anyway, it's interesting. I love hearing things like that with experiences, but it's cool how you're like, I just needed one, one thing. And now I have that ingrained in my mind and I know it, you know, that's really cool. Awesome. Okay, we have another question that came in the chat box. And Nidia said, uh, 
I would like to know if it's true that Yeshua went to India in his teen years. Is he Buddha Isa? Sorry for my ignorance. And then he said, and also about the seven seals of God in relationship with chakras. I just hear it mentioned on a conference. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I have no idea about that stuff. It doesn't sound like what I know of Yeshua, but I have no idea. I can't say I have any experience with those questions. Um, so I have no idea what he did in his teens. It's not any revelation I have ever had. So um, anybody else? I think Josh has heard some of these things before. Don't be shy. <laughs> I saw him smile like, oh, no, Chris, call me out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I've heard that, um, I've heard that concept before, um, and have read about it in some, uh, extra biblical writings, but I also have no, uh, revelation on it. That's my own. And so I can't like, I don't necessarily really trust everything that I read, you know, just because it says that it's a historically accurate book. Um, and so I don't know the answer to it, but it is a concept that I've heard before. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody else? <laughs> well, I have learned this. Um, I'll tell you. It may not be totally relevant, but a little bit, I feel like in my journey, I used to super run from anything that uh, even related at all with other religions. I'll just say that. Um, so like with Hinduism, with Buddhism, both of those were mentioned in your question, whether you know it or not. And so um, <laughs> I used to be very against um, any kind of meditation um, when I was much younger, um, anything, especially you mentioned the chakras, I was like, heck no, not doing anything with that. And now I've actually learned that there are some things that we use different language for that's actually the same thing. And so, like, for instance, there are different energy points in your body that that's how the Lord has made us physically. Now, in Hinduism, they use the word chakras for that. I just thought chakras were terrible. Don't say anything. I don't want anything to do with it. And now I realize actually it's just a different word for these certain energy points in your body. And so I'm not scared of that word anymore. I personally don't use it much because I don't want to turn off a bunch of Christians, but, um, but it makes sense to me. And so for that, I get that. Are those the seven seals of God? I have never had revelation that those are the seven seals of God. Um, so I would say, yeah, ask the Lord. I mean, this is the most important thing that if you're curious about what did you do in your teen years, Yeshua, just ask them. Um, because asking other people is just going, it's kind of like a little mama bird chewing up the worm and then spitting it back into the little baby's mouth. Okay. You don't, you're older than that. And I'm not saying this just about you, Nidia. In general, we're older than that in the spirit that we can go to the source and ask. And we don't have to get somebody else's revelation as secondhand to then believe it. We need to get our own revelation on it. And so that's why, for instance, <laughs> like with the chakras, you may be going, Christine, I can't believe you. What are you doing? And that's okay if you think that. Just go to the Lord and ask, like say, hey, is there any validity to what you're saying? You know, do that because it's important that you get the revelation firsthand, I feel like. 
So, yeah. Okay, any other questions? Or comments or subjects? I think I have a comment just Go on some it. of this, what some would call like Eastern mysticism or something like that, or new age, or I mean, a lot of this stuff, especially in Eastern cultures is, uh, it's a lot older than Western Christianity. And so I'm in America, I know not everybody here is in America, but growing up, you do hear about some of these terms like meditation and, and these things. And um, I've heard all kinds of arguments against certain practices that have somewhat Eastern roots, but number one, Christianity has Eastern roots <laughs> and it's completely supernatural. And Jesus, like in John 16, talks all about a spirit coming to teach you things and to tell you what the father is saying and to show you things to come. You have visions and it, all this stuff. And so it's highly spiritual, even highly mystical um, in, in the regard of there's a connection to, and you say unknown, unseen, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all another dimension essentially. Um, and so there's so many semantics surrounding this, but what, what I wanted to say was like, I'm reading this stuff and I'm just like, Yeshua went to India. I was like, mm, you know, there's no scripture for that, but I don't know what he did. Do you know what he did? You know what I'm saying? Like, so to ask the question, like if it's true, so Christine and everybody in kingdom builders and anybody from the source and any, and hopefully anybody within our entire crew will always say, you know, go ask the Lord. Um, the spirit will lead you into all truth. You know, we have one father, one teacher, one rabbi. Um, he does it through his spirit. And so we can go ask him and he could very well say like, you know, Oh yeah. G Jesus spent some time in India when he was 16. Okay. But then again, how do you prove that? Well, there's no proof to be had except for if the Lord has revealed that to you. And if he's revealed it to you, he's revealed it for a purpose for you, uh, you know, and maybe he wants you to make it known. Maybe he doesn't. But um, anyways, I, I read some of this stuff sometimes and like it just moving on seven seals of God with in relationship to the chakras, maybe. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say no, but I also can't say, yeah, that's true. But I know very little. Like, is it, Liesl, you said that you were going through a class on the Hebrew letters. Like, I don't know ancient Hebrew. I wasn't there when God spoke the first words to mankind in his original language with the the voice and the syllable. You know, like, I wasn't there. And so there's a lot I don't know about ancient Hebrew. There's a lot I don't know about ancient Hebrew culture. There's a lot I don't know about Jewish mysticism. Um, and so people have had all kinds of relationship with the Lord, supernatural in its foundation and in its genesis, like it's birthed from God. It's divine in its essence. It's from spirit. And so as he's revealed himself to people over time, there may have been certain things that have been um, given different languages. So you might call it a chakra. And so you've got an Eastern culture that 
rallies around this spiritual principle around this idea of chakras. And then you give that to a Westerner and we're like, whoa, no, that's not Christian. Well, how do you know it's, uh, we might be able to look at the scripture and say it's not Christian, but how do we know it's not of God? And so it's just the different cultures and languages assigning different things. And I'm not saying we should accept everything, but I'm saying we should, number one, I, more than anything, I'm open to, I mean, when you start, start talking about supernatural, you're talking about going above what is natural. And so if we're going to embrace supernatural, we have to then be open to what supersedes what we think or know or experience in a physical worldly way. So anyways, I just, I had some thoughts on that. I think we've been so quick to reject some things. And if the spirit says, Whoa, well then listen to the spirit. Um, but also I just, I like living in a world to where I'm open to whatever. And if I get revelation that chakras are tied to seven seals, well then thank you Lord for that revelation and I'll do with it what I need to do with it. Right. Thank you for letting me talk in circles. <laughs> no, that was good. I think uh, I want to give a word of advice, take it or leave it, but I will say it every time. Um, if you are seeking anything like that, be sure that you do it with Yeshua and don't just um, dive into different things like that. That's my advice for you. Some people will disagree, but I feel like some of the difference there are some things that the Lord has shown me that you will find in new age stuff, except for they don't have the same revelation because I was with Yeshua and they weren't. And so I don't think it's a good thing to engage in those things outside of Yeshua because you're not getting the truth. You're getting the almost truth, which is false. And so I think it's really important that whatever we do, that we take our rabbi with us and we go, hey, can you show me the truth about this? How is this something I should engage in? Is this something I should stay away from? You know, what is what should I be doing here with this information? And I'll tell you what, sometimes we hear things in conferences like you did, Nidia, and some of those things aren't for us to even know. I mean, is that in for me? Is that my mandate? You know, I don't know that it is. You know, I haven't seen that yet. And so I'm going to say, until the Lord leads me there, I'm not going to engage it. Um, unless I get this quickening in my spirit. Because sometimes I will go, oh, wow, that's for me. Like, I just feel that, you know. And so if that's the case, then I'll pursue and ask. Otherwise, I'm going to be pretty hands off. That's usually what I am when I do that stuff. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, what else, guys? Anything else? Okay, I this question's not directly from me, but I asked a couple other people um, if they had any good questions for my podcast. And they uh, one of the questions that was asked is was about um, learning to discern the father's will versus like your will. Um, so do you have any good practical tips for um, discerning between the two? Well, if I give you my practical advice, it just it may not apply to everybody, but I'll tell you what, pretty much every single time, uh, father's will makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I can say this, if I'm like super ecstatic about it, 
generally he's not and that's me not everybody okay but for me it's like he's constantly pushing me off the edge of comfort and so that is a good indication when it's not something that would be my idea um <laughs> usually it's the lord um now especially in the area of love. This is so freaking hard. Okay. This is what I've found is that it's so hard. I remember when I was single and I was seeking, you know, who am I supposed to be with? Right. It's like, I felt like I never got an answer. And I was like, am I ever going to really know? This is so weird. And I would get an answer for everything, except for I would never get an answer. And so one day I just got so frustrated that I'm like, whatever, God, just you and me, I don't want to do this man thing anymore. And as soon as I did that, it was like two weeks later and the Lord opened up to me who I was supposed to be with. And I was shocked that I could even know it was totally different to where I didn't have a doubt because I knew it was 100% different than how I was feeling before. And so for me, it has been something that is outside of what I would think. And so even though the person who God opened me up to, it was someone who I, yes, really loved, but sorry for the dogs in the background. Anyway, <laughs> um, but in the past, the Lord had very much said to us, the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing and that I needed to stop. And so it was very clear that I wasn't supposed to pursue that. And so when the Lord opened it up as this beautiful gift, it was different than I thought he would. And so I think that that for me, I can always tell a difference because it's not how I would think. Um, but I don't know that that's true for everyone. I think everyone's relationship is so unique that it's probably, I'm sure the Lord is not as harsh with everyone as he is with me. I think I need to like be pushed out of my comfort zone constantly to ever do it. So yeah, that's me. Anybody else have experience in that? I would say for me, um, usually if it's kind of the same thing, I, I mean, a lot of things the father will ask you to do are uncomfortable, um, but sometimes it's not the father asking you to do those. And for me, there's a frequency that he lets me feel throughout my body, um, especially in my chest and my heart, that I know that's him saying you need to follow through on this thought. And the other thing, you know, that I found really powerful is truly taking every thought captive and offering it back up to the Lord. And when I do that, sometimes he will put those thoughts or those ideas under his feet. And sometimes he will hand them back to me to act on. And so those are a couple of the things that I do just to try to weigh out, you know, is this something I think would be really cool or father thinks is really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That's really helpful. I want to say, I didn't think of the confirmation in my body that thing happens to me all the time it's like immediately i get this different frequency that it's kind of like a oh i think people call it like holy spirit goosebumps or something i don't know but um for me it's this different frequency that goes and i usually feel it from shoulders up um 
for me. And when that happens, it's like the Lord is confirming to me. Yes, that's, that's really me. Yes. And so I, I feel that same thing. I love your advice about the offering it up to the Lord and seeing what he does with it. I think even Lisa has told me this before and I've forgotten, but it's a really good <laughs> word. It's that's very helpful. Anybody else have experience about this that they can give? Well, sorry, everyone, for the breaking up. Sometimes we can't control, you know, everyone's signal on here. Right. But I know um, actually part of her testimony that she was giving, I actually know about it so I could share a little bit. Um, I know one of the things she was talking about was, um, you know, she had asked the Lord to provide for her, her different needs that she had. And she was um, driving and the Lord said to go this to this other place, this other way. And she didn't understand why, but she just was believing that she was hearing the Lord correctly. And he sent her to a place to um, get this free coffee table that she had been needing to have in her travel van. And so it was a big deal to her that the Lord was supplying her needs by sending her a different way. And she was stepping out on faith. And I think sometimes this is what it takes in our relationship with the Lord is we have to blindly trust and trust even when it seems weird and it doesn't make sense um, to just go, okay, Lord, I will trust whatever you're saying and I will do what I can to really follow you, whether I look like a fool or it works out perfectly. And honestly, that's part of our faith journey is just being able to, to go, hey, I'm okay with looking like a whack job right? This is what all the disciples were doing. He said, yeah, I know that you're leaving your job, but I'm just asking you to follow me. And they had to go, wait, what? I don't have any income or a place to stay. Okay. And they did. And it was life-changing. And this is what we have to do. Most of us have gotten so comfortable that stepping out in faith isn't even a thing. And we have to be able to step way out when the Lord says to and trust um, that even when everybody thinks we're crazy, that we can still trust the Lord. And so anyway, I know it's hard to know sometimes, but we just have to to kind of go, uh, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to step out for him. And so I think that Without doing that, we won't ever grow. We will stay in these little cocoons and never even get out. And we don't want to just die for no reason, right? Yeah. I mean, we want to go through that death of self so we can turn into what God has made us to be. Christine, I was going to add a little bit to what you were saying. And it, you know, part of the question Josh asked had to do with like practical tips and, it, you know, practicals like, you know, we'll knock on wood twice and spin around in a circle. And then, you know, you'll, you'll know, like, it's like, what it, people are like, tell me what to do. Tell me how to know. Number one, I think that and it's hard to give a practical answer. The Lord speaks to people in different ways. Like, you know, Lisa gets a certain feeling, you get a certain feeling it's in a different part of the body, you know, like it, there's no one way the Lord speaks to his children. Um, in the way, in a way that they know, 
um, that it's him. And so I think it's, uh, you know, how do I know if it's God or if it's me? Um, again, it just goes back to Holy Spirit and discernment and weighing those things again. Like Lisa says, I bring, I bring it back to him. But one of the things that we talked about recently on our podcast, Christine, was um, this idea of, you know, what's the next step? How do I know it's God? How do I know what to do? And you just you use this phrase, this phrase about, is there life on it or is it life-giving? And when there's life on it or it's life-giving, and again, you there's a discernment that comes with that, but you look at the scenario and you can say, okay, maybe that's something that I want, but is it life-giving? Is there life on it? And life um, is it's the father's heart, right? It's like from the, uh, from the tree of life, it's from his heart, it's his will. And so when it brings forth life, I, then I know like, okay, yes, that's good. Um, that's essentially what that word good in Hebrew tov, I say tov often, but, um, in scripture, when we see that something is good is that it, um, it brings forth after its own kind. So it has potential to give life with the potential to give life. So it's seed bearing. And so it's going to continue on. And so the, in the way that he leads us, I think a way that I can discern sometimes is, you know, is it not just going to be life that happens for me? Is it not just going to be life giving for me, but is it going to potentially birth life for those around me and birth life for the kingdom? And that, recently has been something I've been thinking about lately is like, Hey, is there life on that? And then sometimes you just know that there's not life on that. And so, okay, Lord, show me where to go or what to do. That's going to have life on it. And so I wish I could explain that phrase a little bit more, wish there was a more practical aspect to it. But again, it all, it always goes back to discernment being led by the spirit and, you know, just putting that out in front of him and, and allowing him to lead you in that regard. I think that's pretty important. I will say, Linda said, um, part of what the Lord is doing with me is the abundant life he promises. I ask the Lord every day. I ask, what do you want me to do today? How can I partner with you to bring heaven to earth as it is in heaven? I think that's really cool. Um, I I have noticed for me uh, with what you were saying about, is there a life on it, all of that, that for me, it's a practice of leaving behind the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it's not about, is this right or wrong? It's about, do I feel the life on it? You know, and for me, I live with the sensing the Lord thing. Okay. So it might look different for you, but for me, even which way do I go to get to the place I need to, to go? Do I just go the fastest route? Because that is me eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what I do. Okay, I'm just being honest. I always go, what's what's the fastest route? How am I going to get there? But if I am opening myself up, I'll go, okay, Lord, which way do you want me to go? And I'll just have a feeling of where I should go. And there's no right or wrong about it. It's just, is there life on it? And so I'll follow that no matter what. And it's not really going to be any big deal. It's not a life-changing event, probably, but it also could be saving someone's life or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to say, okay, I'll trust you, Lord. And so I'm going to go where there's life on it. 
And so anyway, that's personally what I do. I practice my relationship with the Lord doing little things like that. And so these are things that I do every day just to practice hearing, you know, okay, Lord, should I have water or milk? Like just go, huh? Okay, I feel like you want me to have water. Cool, I'll do that. Is it going to change your life? Probably not, but you're just practicing um, that hearing him and sensing him and feeling him and all of the things. And, and you can do that with anything. And it's just practicing eating from the tree of life instead of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm not going, well, water would be better for me than milk because then I'm not getting these hormones. And, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm just going, okay, what do you want me to do? You know, and trying to eat from the, I guess, the right tree, which is hilarious saying the right tree because then, yeah, anyway, you get it. <laughs> uh, I see Linda also said, if I'm not sure if it is God, I tell the Lord that I only want to hear him, not me, not the enemy. That's good. Cool. All right, guys. Well, oh, Liesl, go ahead. Um, I just want to add to what you were saying. Sure. Um, my, I, I'm going through a process where I actually have to disengage my mind. So I can't, at the moment evaluate is it right is it him is it not is it because um he's taking me through a process where i have to trust him and i have to trust his character and i have to trust his integrity and i actually said to him i'm now going to believe everything he says to me and everything i hear and if i go down a rabbit hole i trust him and his character to pull me out of there and since I've done that, I have seen more, I've heard more. So I'm training myself to become like a child, where if you tell a child he's going to Disneyland tomorrow, he doesn't worry about the visa, that airplane ticket, is there life on it? Is it going to be good? Is it, he's not, he, he believes you. So I'm, I'm, and my, and my soul is very strong. So for me, that is the battle. Um, so that's where he has me. So slightly different, not evaluating, just going for it. And he will rescue me if it's wrong. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing your perspective. Because I feel like we all have such different relationships and different perspectives. You know, there really is no right answer. <laughs> Um, and we're, it's important that we help each other to learn and grow how we can. So Josh, I know you had another question, but we're about out of time. So maybe let's save it for the next one, if that's okay. Yeah. He's giving a funny look, but a nod. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for joining us today on our Kingdom Builders podcast. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash kingdom builders to join in and, and you'll get lots of other teachings and even tickets to all of our online conferences, um, as well as uh, joining us in all the other things that we're doing. So I uh, appreciate everybody hopping on today keep engaged in all of the patreon stuff because you're going to see a whole lot more coming out soon so love you guys have a great week anybody have anything to add i see jason's about to no okay never mind that's it we're good i love y'all bye bye love you guys <laughs> <laughs>